No serious conversations without the mic on. That's the mic is now on, Sam. Yay! So you were saying, um, hmm, uh, people, brains, not working so well. <laughs> you were saying that finding your passion is bullshit. Because yes. actually you should just do stuff. And actually even people who say that they found their passion are probably just lying about it. And well. It's branding exercise. Mm, and they're so, mostly just doing stuff that mm, they like doing. Yes. Yeah. I read a really good article this week. Uh-huh. Tell me um, about the article. It's called Screw Finding Your Passion. Mm-hmm. It's by Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. I think he may be super smart. Uh-huh. And um, basically, um, it's a, it's about passion being bullshit and you shouldn't worry about that and you should just do stuff. Yeah. It sounded more interesting when I was telling you about it before. <laughs> before the mic was on. This and then the, we switched on the microphone. This is the challenge. Well, I think, so, you know, when you're in your early 20s, there's no. a lot of stuff. <laughs> when one is in one's early 20s, there's a lot of stuff about, um, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And there's a sense of, it's an identity thing. Like you uh-huh. are your job and you need to craft a fancy title because when you introduce yourself in the world, you are that thing. And uh-huh. then that becomes your self-image. So you are... Yeah. A product manager, or you are a writer, or yeah. an engineer, um, which a isn't very descriptive of actually what do you do all day. Don't yeah. you find that the, the best question, like, is a getting to know you question when someone's like, "Yeah, I'm a rah rah." Like, what, what do you actually do in the day? Do you what do you what do you do? The best the best way that's ever been phrased to me is, yeah. "Hey, bro, what's your game?" <laughs> and it was it was asked by somebody holding holding a styrofoam cup of tea. Yes, in Johannesburg. <laughs> Only at a gathering of fathers, mm-hmm. um, where, which basically means a lot of middle-aged men standing around asking each other what they do. Yeah, is um, that what is that what boys talk about when they're alone? I and me, yeah. I don't, I don't know because I don't feel like I really understand. Yeah, you're not boys. really a boy. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm a boy, <laughs> but I don't know much about um, about balls and kicking them. Mm. And um, and why why the first thing I should ask somebody after I've met them is what they do. What their game is. Mm. Do you what do you know about um, cooking hunks of animal flesh on open fires? This um, seems to be another prerequisite. I'm I'm pretty good at cooking things on. I haven't eaten meat for ages, mm. but that's an aside. Yeah. Um, that is that is something that gets no that never gets discussed. That just happens while you're talking about. Um, guys who kick balls really well (laughs) (laughs) and um, the economy Mm -hmm. and and what an absolute circus clown Jacob Zuma is yeah that's That's pretty much bad crime and how bad crime is and how we're all moving to Australia oh Jesus bro have you seen the exchange rate yeah hey like yeah I have because country's going to the dogs eh? whenever I bring my pounds in (laughs) I have to think about it South Africans are just the worst man (laughs) no they're not they're the best So, one, some of them are. So, um, Wait But Why, which is my new favorite website in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I read it before, like a year ago, and I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then I forgot that it existed, and I've just had the pleasure of rediscovering it. Like a lady with Alzheimer's, I get to rediscover stuff I've forgotten. And have That's enjoyed. amazing. Wait But Why is this guy, and he makes really bad MS Paint like cartoons, but he explains really complex science and a lot of stuff around the brain. And his mm-hmm. series about why we procrastinate is probably the best description of what happens in a procrastinator's brain while they're procrastinating. But he's been doing this deep series with Elon Musk. So Elon Musk liked his stuff and basically flew him out to the I Tesla factory, that. the SpaceX factory. It's so good. Mm. Uh, and it's he's like the best. Yeah, he's and he, he's just brought out his first book, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, there's oh. a Wait But Why book now. I think 
cool. I might have dreamt this. No, it seems seems like a thing that could be real. Yeah, but wait, we were talking about what we do all day. Well, that's kind of what we always talk about. What do you say when people go, hey, Sam, what do you do? Well, actually, it's the first time in my life I answer that question with, I'm a writer and I have a day job and I do other things. And then I start talking about the other things. The first time I met Michael Yordan, somebody asked him that. And he said, I'm a wine farmer who needs a day job in finance to pay for my hobby. (laughs) See? Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good answer. Yeah, yeah. I I used to just say whatever I want. Whatever you want. Yeah, Yeah. which isn't entirely true, but it felt like I would be the cool guy at the bry if I said that. (laughs) I've definitely heard you answer that question with, I'm a professional hangouter, or I'm very good at hanging out or something. Yes, I hang out. You hang out. I am pretty fucking good at hanging out. I mean, not to blow my own whistle or anything. If there was an Olympic sport for like sitting on the couch, having interesting conversations, drinking beer, (laughs) you would be winning. Yeah, I mean, at at least 90% of those activities, I'm pretty good. Um, (laughs) I rate myself. Yeah. And hanging out. Yeah. Um, But it is interesting. And what I loved about uh, Mark Manson Hmm. is he starts, if I remember, yes, I do remember. I've just looked at the article, so I definitely do remember. In your external way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He starts out going like, you know, how did you rationalize your activities as a child? Mm. You know, mm. you didn't sit there going, I feel like coloring in now. Should I be coloring in now? Should I be a Why? color inner professionally? Do I want to color in? Is this what I'm passionate about? <laughs> this is not what he says in the article. Yeah, but, but that's, that's the takeout. That's what he means. That's cool, man. I like yeah. to believe. So this, this is similar to the the philosophy, your six-year-old son, six, Ken? Seven. Seven-year-old. God, Ken yeah. is seven. Yeah. Jesus. I had a child when I was a child. Yes. And he is now, well, the second one is now seven. That's amazing. So, wait, he he invented a philosophy, which sounds like it's a similar thing. Oh, he's got his own religion called self-life. Dude, (laughs) Ken is the coolest. Um, In his words, self-life is when you don't want to play games that other people want to play, so Uh you just play on your own. I mean, isn't that basically exactly what we've been talking about? I think I'm going <laughs> to join the self-life religion. And hey, the Kim cult leaders are cult, pretty cult rocking leader. human. Yeah. And he's super freaking good at Minecraft. Too. Yeah. And castle crashes. I would follow him anyway. Yeah, man. Basically. Yeah. That um, seems, seems reasonable. So when yeah. you don't want to play the games the other kids are playing, you just want to sit and play with your own games in your head. <laughs> Yeah, well, you opt in uh-huh. to the games when they interest you that the other hey, that the other is, guys are playing. This is profound. Although he did tell me uh, this week that like he didn't feel like playing Self Life much anymore. Aww. But it was um, it was a way of manipulating his brother who was sitting within earshot. Yeah. <laughs> to play Minecraft. With I, I really think that ninety percent of what humans learn about manipulating other humans is from siblings when you're like. Five. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, you're right. It's what we talk about every time we do this, which we haven't done for some time, Sam. Yeah, but we say that every time that we do this. So. We are, maybe we should just make peace with that and stop trying it to uh, apply yeah. our cognitive dissonance. Wait but, wait, but why? At the bottom it says, updated every whenever. Nice. That's us. That's us, man. Yeah. Conversations happen. Sometimes they go on the internet. Yes. Sometimes they don't. Whatever. Exactly. There are actually a lot of conversations. Well, we talk, we're not repeating. Our, we always repeat ourselves. We always repeat ourselves. No. Last time we just spoke about boobs, basically. <laughs> Katy Perry. That's that's way more interesting. <laughs> no. Self-life. I want to talk more about self-life. Okay. So, like, do, do people ever ask you, so what are your hobbies, bruh? Uh, no. No. Really? People don't seem to care about hobbies anymore. Really? Just how you make money. Hobbies are always way more interesting. Fucking obtuse. Yeah. 
But no, nobody ever asks me about my hobbies. Although even a hobby is like a weird thing. Like even that has to be formalized somehow. Like, yes, I have a quite intense hobby of X, Y, Z. Not just like sometimes this is a thing I do. I feel like it's a very Anglo-Saxon mindset. Yeah. I feel like we inherited that from the empire. Mm. This idea that life is modular. You know, and, and that's where yeah. bullshit like work-life balance but comes from. It's still like the industrial revolution, basically. Like, you know, we all need to be happy cogs in our happy machines and use sure. our leisure time to be more productive members of But there know, are the pockets machines. of humanity that keep it real. You yeah. know, like you yeah. go to the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. Those motherfuckers don't think about work. Totally. They, you know, yeah. they I mean, do this work. might be partly the reason why their economies have gone down the loo, but, you know. Sure. But more to the point... <laughs> they have been building the Sagrada Familia for like 120 years. <laughs> There's that. Although, you know, there... Uh, yeah, but it, it's beautiful. It's the most impressive building in the world. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, if you head further south, mm. you find people that sure as heck work, mm-hmm. but they don't rationalize about how much time work takes up. Versus, and obviously this is like, you know, yeah. vast generalization. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've spent time in those places mm. and it's just work is part of life and life is part of work and yeah. your hobbies are also things that you do yeah. and it's like that's just the way it is yeah you know yeah and then you take a siesta and you you know spend three hours over lunch and fucking then, and eating and sleeping and, and then, then you go back to work it's completely unsurprising that these people live to 120 years old you know yeah, yeah. again um, complete anecdotal evidence but yes no 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 well studied so there are all of these there's a name for them blue, like zones. The blue zones there are only three and only one of them is Mediterranean yeah, which is it's um, an island in Greece somewhere no it's uh, it's Sardinia yeah you're right yeah Sardinia is yeah. a blue zone yeah Okinawa is a blue zone Japan, and somewhere yeah. in America is a blue zone really in yeah. America yeah in central USA I'm surprised but you know what they're all having co- this Okay, well, let's just do this. The, the, yeah. the one thing they all have in... Well, there are a few things they have in common, right? So, yeah. lots of um, bean-based meals. Uh-huh. Bean and fish. Bean and fish. Yeah. Food grown close to mm-hmm. where it's consumed. Uh, no extreme exercise hmm. re- regime. It's but like... They, they do, like, sit on the floor and walk around a lot. Sit on the floor and have to stand up a lot. Yes. And also, um, live in communities where it doesn't make sense to ever really drive yes. where you're going. You pretty much walk wherever you yep. go. And very physical ways of making food. Right. And then my favorite um, thing that they all have in common is high cons- consuming uh, consumption of wine. Yeah, high consumption of wine and very sociable. That's the one that I find yes. the most interesting. You, you know the people around you. You see other human beings all the time. And not just in a networking, hey, bro, what's your game kind of way. It's kind of Epicurean. It's like, yeah. I mean, what were his three things... Um, Oh, fine woman in song. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much, it was uh, um, uh, economic independence, yeah. uh, strong social ties, yeah. radical self awareness, something like go. that, there go. or self inspection. Yeah, self inspection. Yeah, mm. deceptively simple, Sam. Mm, it is deceptively simple. There was a, okay, so I met this guy on the weekend who you know. Oh, tell me more. You know sometimes when you meet someone and you're initially like. Oh, no, no, eject from this conversation. And then the more you start talking to them, you're like, oh, actually, wait. So he introduces himself and, you know, we're like, hey, what's your game, bruh? And he's like, I'm a mindfulness coach for executives. And I'm like, what the actual Yeah, fuck? bye. Got it, got it. Ooh, look over there. Got I have a thing to do with the guy in a place. <laughs> yeah, sorry, bye. 
Um, but he actually turned out to, like, have, we had this fascinating conversation. He basically teaches executives to meditate and be more mindful and well, do that good. kind of thing, which is amazing. Um, and I had a point about this, but I totally forgot. And then I was thinking about mindfulness and how consciousness is a spectrum. Sorry, this is now a total tangent. <laughs> Um, consciousness is a spectrum. Okay. So there's monkeys. Yes. And then there's something that's better than us. Well, in the you universe know, somewhere. If you're Douglas Hofstadt, then there's also atoms and rocks and yeah, yeah. rainbows. Yeah, yeah. Rainbows. On the spectrum. So let's say in the spectrum of consciousness, rainbows are above us. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? They're a higher order. Uh, okay. mm, yeah. um, <laughs> but even within your own day your brain go through goes through periods of being more of a monkey brain and more of a more of a rainbow brain. Mm-hmm. So Oh, so you like you traverse the spectrum. Yeah. From rock to Yeah. Eggplant. Sometimes you really have about the same consciousness as like a, a slightly sentient rock. Like Maybe. often actually, I think during the day. You're just not really anywhere. There's a washing machine swishing in the background. It's cool. It's, I it's think providing th- ambient, ambient I think that's where I am on the spectrum most <laughs> so most machine. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Push the right button, yeah, and uh, I will unfile something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it's weird to think about like a fixed idea of career, even because you don't even have a fixed self, right? You're not even the same personality. Jesus, over this the course is deep. Of a day. How did we get here? Yeah, no, from boobs Brain and like knows. what you do all day. Let's just talk about boobs again. No, we've okay. we've not that you can ever spend too much time in discussion about boobs, yeah. but. Um, I think we're scratching at something really important. Hmm. Boobs. <laughs> I would like to be scratching at some boobs. <coughs> would you know? <coughs> but as we were saying, as we were saying about the spectrum consciousness. of consciousness. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing we can be honest about, Sam. We don't know. Mm, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know anything. Which is why we should plan our conversations before we put them on the internet. Should we? Have you found anything amazing recently that you would like to tell me about? Uh, I know uh, you have. Did I did I tell you about Nam the Nam Lee interactive graphic novel thing on no. Instead? Oh I know what a graphic God. novel is, but the rest of it you'll have to inform me. Oh my God. So Nam oh. Lee is this incredible, incredible uh, short story writer. He's Vietnamese American, and he did the Iowa Writers Program, which is you know the one that you know all writers wish they could do. I don't, but now I do too. Yep. And um, he and writing pro- programs are weird. Um, and he wrote this um, incre- this incredible series of short stories called The Boat. And in the first short story, he, it's a story. It's a very sort of meta short story about how his writing class really wants him to write more ethnic stories and sort of utilize his Vietnameseness because that's kind of trendy right now. But he kind of can't take it seriously. Right. And then the last story in the book is that story that he's writing in the first story that is actually an authentic story of his grandparents uh-huh. and how they took a boat from Vietnam to Australia, I think, mm-hmm. to um, you know, to, as as refugees. And obviously this is quite timely. And so the Australian government has invested a stack of money behind this. They've got artists and and, um, interactive designers to turn that story into this incredible interactive graphic novel on the internet. Wow. And you can explore it and it changes and there's a beautiful soundtrack. And it's just the most incredibly immersive piece of storytelling I've Mm -hmm. read in a long time. And they've put in like archival photographs of you know real people who actually were on these boats these boats i mean the journeys that people took i mean horrendous and awful and similar to the journeys people are taking every day right. across the mediterranean which is oh another awesome project that's happening also 
cool media stuff is this thing on Medium called Ghost Boat. I've heard about Ghost Well, I follow Ghost Boat. I get the updates in my email and then I proceed to not read the articles. <laughs> I am quite enjoying the articles. Initially, so basically, there's this boat that went missing uh, across the Mediterranean trying to get to Europe from mm-hmm. Eritrea, is it? Um, or some of the people were from Eritrea. But I they went up to can't claim Libya. to know much. Um, and the boat has gone missing, and there were hundreds of people on it. And you know, when like the Malaysian airline crashed, there was a massive manhunt, all of, you know, throughout the Pacific for months. Um, and no one is looking for this this boat, so people are trying to crowdsource. Like, let's let's see if we can collectively do some investigation into what happened to this boat. This thing lands in my email on a near weekly basis. Yeah. And I've not engaged with it, and so now I feel guilty. No, That's so amazing. It's so cool, right? So you've got people who are like trawling the Google satellite um, thing things mm. and mapping out things and phoning like uh, prisons in Italy where they think maybe some of the people are because some of the people might be alive yeah. in prison, mm-hmm. um, and no one knows, and their families don't know anything. Yeah. So it's this massive collective manhunt to try and find out what happened to this boat. So, cool. so Sam. Yes, so Simon. If I found this conversation on the internet, yeah, and I was sitting listening to it and going, yeah. "My, that Sam has a great voice, and also she knows about a lot of cool things." Like boobs. But how would I find them? Yeah. What would I do? You would go to tbtd.co on the interwebs. No, I think it's take back the data. Is it take back? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. We've forgotten where our website is, Dude, but it's I been wait. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's take back the date off to see you. The day. I legitimately... No, it is take back the date off to see you. <laughs> Not dot .com. Dot .co. Because we're cool like that. And and there will be notes there. Yeah. And links. Yeah. Um, so all these things. Maybe a yeah. picture. And uh, uh-huh. and then you can click on the links and you can find out about ghost on, boats. Do we need to put on a picture? What are we going to take a picture of? Uh, uh, you? Your nose. Me? Your nose. The washing machine in the background? Yes, the washing machine. Okay. Let's, let's do a photo of the washing I will take machine. a picture of the washing machine. And Simon, what yes. have you discovered in the last couple of weeks? That's amazing. Oh, um, <clears throat> yes, that. <laughs> well, there's it's Screw Finding Your Passion yeah. by my new hero, uh, Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, there's TensorFlow, which is the name for oh, Google's machine, machine learning, learning algorithm that oh. they've now made available to anybody who wants to use it. Because so Google's amazing. Google's pretty smart, yeah. And if you ask Google things with your actual human voice, it yeah. can answer them. Um, and I don't think I don't. It's one of those things that you know when something's just so seamlessly amazing, mm-hmm. you almost don't think about what's happening in mm-hmm. the cogs of the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but TensorFlow is the secret sauce in how Google does such smart things. Yeah. Um, and they're now making that available for everybody. So. If we're talking about a spectrum of consciousness, yeah, TensorFlow is TensorFlow. at the level of maybe a four-year-old in uh, terms of learning, not yeah, in terms of sure. all the other cognition that but, happens in the meat in our heads. Yeah. But, but it can analyze so many more pieces of information than a human can. Absolutely. So it can get much smarter. So actually, I think very soon it's going to go like flubber worms, monkeys, humans, TensorFlow. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and yeah, I mean, it's this... It's this fascinating species-wide experiment yeah. in, you know, what if we turn the planet into a brain, which is yeah. what I like to think of Google as, yeah. just a planet-sized brain like Marvin had. So can I ask, so explain to me like I'm five, right? So all that I understand about machine learning is basically it's a way of taking loads and loads of unstructured data and figuring out what connections exist in this very unstructured, messy set of data, Look, right? I'm I'm no expert, yeah. um, but I did read Ray Kurzweil's book, How, How to, to Create, create a Mind. mind. 
Uh, and yes, I mean, that's essentially what we're talking about is we understand that the patterns matter has to be in for learning to happen. Mm. And now we're teaching computers to do that stuff. And I mean, Ray, Ray Kurzweil really can be considered one of the fathers of this all. Mm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people think of Ray Kurzweil as like the singularity guy, yeah. which he is because of the singularity university, etc. But I mean, he also founded Nuance Software in the early 90s. Um, and he's basically the reason why computers can understand natural language at all, hmm. which is a very confusing way of conveying information. Hmm. And obviously, it evolved over you know thousands of years, and yeah. it's imperfect. But to take a system of pure logic and teach it to understand the kind of language we use to yeah. stumble around the information in the world around us, I mean, that process in itself was fascinating. So I love reading mm. about, you know, his take on intelligence and learning and where it all comes from. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I remember studying um, Chomsky in linguistics at university and learning about grammar and the brain and how I'm totally, I'm I'm probably totally misremembering this, but how I remembered uh, this thing about grammar and the brain is that your brain physically controls, contains all possible grammar rules, right? In every in every language, because it's a series of switches, if you think about it, like okay, okay, and those I'm are neurons, you. okay, and then as you listen in the first couple of years of your life to languages around you, some of those connections die, so the switches are turned off because that isn't an applicable grammar rule in your language, right? So, and then what you end up with is the finite set of grammar rules that applies, like and is it the rules or brain. is it the phonetics? Because I remember reading. Um, We've discussed it on the show before, Welcome to Your Brain, which is yeah. a great book written around 2008, yeah. um, about how you, you literally cannot hear um, you know, some of the yeah. sounds and yeah. syllables used in a, in like a language our, like Mandarin. Yeah. And, and basically, the brain, until the age of around two, yeah. um, is taking in all of the sounds it hears and mm. deciding which are important and which and aren't. And cutting off the others, which is why Chinese people cannot hear the difference between R and L. Well, and also why you know somebody who hear didn't Mandarin. hear Chinese yeah. in the first five years of their life exactly. just cannot pick yeah. up so it, it is similar i think but actually phonetics exist in a different part of the brain to grammar because yeah. different types of brain injuries affect different parts of speech um so it's a similar mechanism but actually grammar yeah because you so grammar is one of those, those those things where if you don't listen to human language early you can never learn like you can learn phonetics <laughs> oh hello washing machine the washing machine's beeping it, it's contributing to the conversation okay sorry you were saying uh, I can't remember. Oh, I need to learn to brain. shut the fuck up, Sam. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. I talk all the time. Okay. Um, so, like with feral children, like they can sometimes learn, which are a real thing. I know. They're, they're a real thing. I know, and they aren't funny. Okay. No, they're not. Sorry, funny. carry on. They're tragic, Simon. I know. It's just it, uh, carry on. Language okay, concepts, gosh. you know. Uh, you can teach people how to speak, like feral children. You can eventually teach them to say words. <laughs> You can never teach them grammar. After a certain point, your brain isn't plastic enough to learn it. You're the worst. You're the literal worst. I know. I uh, yes. <coughs> I've recomposed myself. <laughs> anyway, it's really the washing machine I was laughing at. Yes, obviously. Did it tell you a joke? Uh, <laughs> sort of. Bloop, bloop, bloop. If you're that Joyous, low on the spectrum, it's hilarious. Washing machine. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh my you know, goodness. after the age of three, it's impossible to learn washing machine. <laughs> Probably. As a language. I mean, we don't even hear half of what it's saying. Exactly. <laughs> we just don't have the neurons. Flogworms, monkeys, humans, washing machines. Yeah. Language is fascinating, though, because it really is, I mean, it really is the roots of everything. Mm. You know? Mm. It, 
for a human being. Yeah. With uh, an illusion of an eye and a self. Totally. Yeah. Which is why, sorry, this is now becoming a totally different conversation, but which is why great scientists like Einstein and Feynman are so well known because they were able to translate stuff that brains are not good at understanding math. They're not good at understanding physics in the abstract. Right. But you, if you can tell a story with words about what's going on in a system, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. You can convey confidence yeah. in a world of monkeys that know nothing. Yeah. Thank fuck for Google. Thank fuck for Google. <laughs> I think we should end on that Okay, note. yes, good idea. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to say about URLs or... Takebacktheday.co, Patreon. We have oh, a Patreon we have a Patreon page. Oh, so this is a way if you like uh, Sam and my conversations and us putting them on the internet that you mm. can contribute to them, mm. sort of. Yeah. Um, and maybe one day when someone asks Simon at a bry, hey, hey, bruh, what's your game? Yeah, I can say, well, Podcasting. I have conversations on the internet. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, like whether you like Take Back the Day or not, just check out Patreon because mm-hmm. it's a way of contributing to the arts. Yes. And I think that's beautiful. It's crowdfunding for artists. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's really good at throwing poo at a wall they could say hey i throw shit at a wall and i would like to do it all day and if you like looking at shit on a wall totally you can give me money and then that can be my job exactly and think about all the other things that one spends crappy money on during the day that you don't even think about like you know cups of coffee plus as with our patreon you only pay when something's produced exactly you know so you can sam and i can get a coffee like every every um six months or yeah. something but it's it's also a signal from the universe i think for people so yeah i mean there's a lot of like comic book artists and that kind of thing on there who probably are not making enough to quit their day job but it's also i think it keeps them going you know well then there are people like tom Merritt, my, you know yeah and, and tom Merritt makes a decent amount of money on patreon you can see how much artists are earning on patreon yeah uh, and some people are earning a living mm. yeah because they make good art mm. um and they don't yeah so we should all support those people Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Simon. All right, Sam. Okay. Bye. Bye.